thank you as you're there at home uh, praising and worshiping. We're going to go ahead and move on to a sermon tonight by Mr. Pastor Gabriel Garcia. Give it up for the worship team tonight. They are doing an awesome job as always. Um, thanks for joining us here online. Welcome to Power Nights here and Power Youth Ministries, our Wednesday night services. If you are joining us for the first time, thank you for being here. I am Pastor Gabe, pastor here at Emmanuel Church. And um, I get to, and I have been able to, be sharing with y'all, uh, being here with the youth ministry for the, for the past couple of months. And I've been enjoying my time here. I got my start, well, not my start. Uh, one of my st- like official starts in ministry was in youth ministry, so I always love being here and having a chance to share. However, since you have been hearing from me for a little while, and if you catch us on our English services at 11.30 on Sundays, you're going to be getting a break from me a little bit soon. We have some guest speakers coming up for our next series here in Power Youth. We were a little bit delayed last week because of a hurricane that did not hit us. However, we, however even though we are thankful for that, we, our prayers go out, continue to go out to all of those who have been affected by Hurricane Laura in parts of Texas and Louisiana as well. So today, though, we are going to be finishing up our series that, we, that is called Stay. If you have missed out on other parts of this series, they are online on YouTube, so you can uh, catch it. It's also on the Power Youth podcast. You may not know that we have a podcast for Power Youth, but you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcasts. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. Um, and it is recaps of our services during the week. You can also find the audio only of the Edward interview show that has been airing uh, these past few weeks on YouTube. Uh, and we've had a great time with that as well. So soon we're going to be starting a new series that we're calling Circles. Um, Circles, and you'll find out more about that soon. But today I'm going to share with you the last week of the uh, series Stay with the message called Stay Serving. Stay Serving. Now, if you have a Bible or if you want to follow along with me as I read, I'm going to be reading from a story in John chapter 13. Uh, John chapter 13. And we find Jesus and his disciples. Jesus and his disciples uh, having what we have called the Last Supper. This was the night before Jesus was betrayed and crucified. And he had dinner with All of his disciples, all of his closest friends, they were all there. And so it says like this, John chapter 13, verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, "'Lord, are you going to wash my feet?' 
which is a weird question considering he had just started washing everybody else's feet and he's like, me too? He, no. Um, I'm sorry, Jesus replied, you do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, Peter, said Peter, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you will have no part with me. Then the Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. So Peter, are you clean? Are you clean? Uh, And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes on and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You would bless if you do them. So, this story, I, I've always loved this story. It's, very, it's a very interesting story. And it is the pinnacle uh, of an emotional moment. There's so much emotion going into this story, into this night. It's the last day that Jesus is going to be able to spend an uninterrupted time with his disciples. He knows he's about to be betrayed. And that's another thing that's going on in this story. He knows who's about to betray him. He knows that they're in the room. He knows that he calls them a friend. He knows that he's about to give up his life and die a brutal death. He knows all of this is happening, and yet at the same time, he is aware that none of the disciples are even close to understanding what is going on. No matter the fact, despite the fact that he has told them several times, hey, uh, I'm going to die, so be ready for that. But none of them are ready for it at all. When it happens, they're completely caught off guard. And so it's a very emotional moment, a very difficult circumstances for Jesus to go through. His heart is, is breaking because he wants to be able to spend more time with his disciples. Yet he has so much still probably that he wants to share with them, wants to do with them. And then he does something that they did not expect him to do. He washes their feet. Now, if you've ever heard about this, or have seen it in, your, in, in church before, or have seen someone mention about it before, the one thing you might not get is the context, because we don't exactly go to dinner with people and then decide that someone's going to wash everybody's feet. That's just not how dinner works. In fact, if we can avoid even looking at somebody else's feet or anything nasty during food, you know, you don't like bringing, nobody bringing nothing up nasty when you're eating. It, it, it's something that you want to avoid doing because it's like, ah, oh, come on, please, we're eating. We're eating. Someone, imagine someone take off their socks in the middle of a meal. No, don't do that. You don't want anybody to do that. But Jesus decided that this is what he was going to do. And so some context here is that 2,000 years ago, in the time of Jesus, everybody walked around with sandals. This was something that either walked around with sandals or open shoes, or maybe some of them didn't even walk with shoes. And as a result, uh, not only that, they also walked in dirt roads. The Romans were starting to bring other kinds of roads into their areas, but they were also walking on dirt roads. Animals also walked on those roads. Uh, they walked everywhere on those roads. And uh, by the end of the day, when they're enjoying a meal, their feet were dirty. Their feet 
were tired. And so when they would go home or they would go to a home and they would be visiting a home for a meal, what would happen was is that the lowest servant in the household was designated to come and wash everyone's feet so that their feet could be clean for the meal. Now, if there wasn't a servant in the house, the job went to the youngest child. So if you were the youngest child in your house, that would have been your job. Um, Chris. (laughs) Um, But I'm just messing with you, Chris. Chris is here with us today, and I want to mess with him. Anyway, so, but... So Jesus, Jesus decided to take this role on for himself. They weren't there. They didn't have servants. They didn't have anybody else to do this. And before they decided to take the meal, Jesus took on the role of a servant. He took off his outer garments and he wrapped a towel around his waist and says, Now I am going to do the thing that the lowest servant, that the, 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 the one that's supposed, no one else would expect Jesus to do it, but he did. And so we find them in this situation, and it's a bit unnerving. No one has the courage to say anything. No one has the, the, the audacity to speak out except for Peter. Because Peter, uh, Peter is one of my favorite people out of all the disciples because he had a mouth on him. He was a fisherman um, like Guile. He would fish all the time. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that Guile was like that. See, I'm picking on everybody tonight. But he was a fisherman, and he was open to speaking his mind. He would always do that. Even when nobody else wanted to say anything, when nobody else thought to say something, Peter said it. Peter would do that all the time. When Jesus asked him a question, he says, who do you say I am? Peter answered, answered outright. He said, hey, Lord, you're God. You're the son of God. And he's like, you're right. And not only that, later that night, Peter was also the only one that was bold enough to do something when Jesus was being arrested and he cut off some dude's ear. Granted, Jesus killed the guy's ear right after that. But Peter was like that. And so he says, Jesus, you can't do this. This is, you're not a servant. You are the Lord. You are the teacher. You are the Messiah, the son of God. Why would you be washing your, my feet? Now, he was probably thinking, saying what everybody else was thinking. No one had the the strength or the courage to ask Jesus. And Jesus asks and tells him, he says, look, you have to let me do this because you don't understand what I'm doing, but I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to set an example of how I want you to live your life, to live your life in service. And that's what he tells them. He says, no one is greater than their master, but the, no servant is greater than their master. And so he was telling them, I am here to serve. And he said that before. Throughout his, throughout his time on earth, Jesus has said, I have not come here to rule or to lead. People wanted to make him king. People wanted to uh, give him power, authority. They wanted him to start a revolution. But he constantly said, I'm not here to do that. I'm here instead to serve. I'm here instead to do the lowest of the low jobs. I'm here to put myself aside, to not think about myself, but to think about others. For all the time I've been in ministry, that is something that I have learned. Uh, That as a minister, as a pastor, my primary job is to serve other people. And that looks different for different people. But it's like Jesus watching, washing, watching, I can't speak, washing other people's feet. It's my job to have done that. And throughout my time in ministry, 
I have sometimes even been angry at God, like, man, I should be doing more than this, God, when I find myself picking up chairs because nobody else will pick up chairs with me. When I find myself scraping gum off of the floor and I'm like, why would anybody just bring gum in here and just spit it out on the floor, you know? Like, why would people do this and yet I'm here cleaning it up or cleaning toilets or taking out trash or doing these things and I've done this stuff and there have been times in my life where I have been angry with God about it. And one time in particular, I was talking about picking up gum off the floor I remember I was here in this building right now, and there was gum on the floor that looked like it had been stepped on. Nobody had bothered to clean it, and so it was not an easy task to get off of the floor. And I just remember doing what I could to get it off, and I, I, I was talking to God, and I was just, God, why? Like, why me? Why am I doing this? Why, why am I taking the time to do this? Someone else should do this. Man, we need a janitor here. You know, we need someone to take care of this other than myself. And I remember feeling the Holy Spirit speaking to me in that moment, telling me, he said, clearly you are not ready to move on to something else if you still don't have a heart to serve. And that convicted me so much at that moment because I was like, you know what, God, you're right. I mean, obviously I should be willing to serve, yet here I am complaining, complaining about doing something that, that I should be, uh, should be willing to do. Not grateful for it. I mean, I'm not grateful for picking up gum off the floor. Not am I grateful for picking up, you know, when I have to pick it up after my dog when we go to the park or anything like that. Nobody likes doing it, but I should be willing to do it. I should be willing to serve because Jesus showed us that example. First Peter 4, 10 to 11 says, each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We all have a way that we can serve in the world around us. It might not look like me. You may not be a pastor, and you may not ever want to be a pastor or a minister. You might not want to be a public speaker. Believe me, I didn't want to either, uh, but I'm here. And But we have something that you can do. It might look different. You might want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a mechanic or an artist or a musician. You might want to be uh, something that I'm not even mentioning, and but it makes you, it excites you because it's your passion. It's something that God has put into you. Those very things, those very talents can be the things that you use to serve other people that, that, that are an expression of who God created you to be. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us that we are God's workmanship and that he prepared for us in advance to do good works. That means that he took into account all of your interests and hobbies and, and, and desires and passions and likes and dislikes and your personality. And he wanted to take all of that and said, how I'm going to put them on this planet so that they have an opportunity to serve as them to serve as Selena, to serve as Chris, to serve as Guile, to serve as Jonathan, to serve as Gabriel. You know, he, he gave us an opportunity to be us and serve people, whatever that might look like. We all have that opportunity in us, whether it's something small or big. It doesn't matter. We all have an opportunity to do it. This was the thing that Jesus did seem like a big sacrifice to the disciples, but to Jesus it was small. He says, I want to show you something, something, a way to live by, to take the smallest task from the biggest task to the smallest task and turn them in opportunities to serve people. 
Because when we serve people, we give an opportunity for them to experience the love of Jesus. We need to stay serving. To stay serving. But we have to understand that it's more than that. We have to have the right attitude. Like in the story that I shared about myself earlier, I did not have the right attitude. I didn't have the right frame of mind for serving. I might have been doing it, but I was doing it reluctantly. We have to know that when we serve, it's not about ourselves. First of all, Jesus knew that what he was doing wasn't about himself. He was doing it for someone else. The likewise, anything that we do for somebody should be without any benefit to ourselves. You know, I see a lot of people online uh, on TikTok and YouTube and whatever. They share these videos of where they do these big, generous acts of kindness for other people. And that's awesome. You know, that's great. They're doing these big things, giving people money uh, that need money, uh, giving them jobs, doing, giving them big gifts and stuff like that. Like, while that is awesome and that is great, a lot of times people do that just for the clout. They just do that just to get views. They, they do it just so that other people can see them doing something good. That's not the right frame of mind. That, when, that kind of service is self-service. That kind of service is, is for pride. It's for, for your own glory. But when you serve other people, it should be with the other person in mind. What can I do that I can bless this other person about? It doesn't matter if anybody else sees me. It doesn't matter if anybody knows who I am or if they know who I am. It, what matters is, is that they experience the love of God. I think this is a lot of times where the church falls short because we do things expecting people to immediately come to Jesus when we do something for them. Like, this is something I've always uh, misunderstood. Like, we, we do stuff for them and we're like, well, now they should come to Jesus. That's just what they should do. No, that, but that's not how God wants it to be. He wants us to be able to serve people even if there is no benefit to us or anybody else just because we love them. That was something that Jesus did often. In this story, Jesus did it. There was no benefit to him to wash his disciples' feet, but he did it. There were a lot of times where Jesus healed people or did something for others that he, had, he gained no benefit from it. In fact, there were times when he told people, hey, don't tell anybody that this even happened. He didn't want to, he didn't even get, want to get any attention off of it. We have to have the right attitude. It's not about us. It's about others. That's why Jesus told us, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Why, <clears throat> excuse me, why should we serve? Why should we serve? When we serve other people, we not only get a chance to experience, uh, get a chance to show someone else a blessing from God, but when we serve other people, we draw closer ourselves to the heart of God. God serves humanity. Now, that sounds weird, and I know that, you know, in re reality, we are the ones that are deserve, uh, we are the ones that should be serving God. But yet, God does that. God very much serves us, gives us things, does things for us, and definitely does not respect in, in, in anything in return. In fact, he knows that we're not going to give everything or anything in return. There are so many times in the Bible where he blessed his people and he gave them a blessing and he said, here's my promise to you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to protect you from your enemies. And he knew that shortly after they were just going to turn their backs on him and forget that he even existed. Yet he still did it. 
yet he still loved them. When we serve, we get a chance to experience the heart of God, to see people how he sees them, to love people how he loves them. We get a chance to draw closer to him. Because as we step into Jesus' shoes, I just preached a whole sermon series uh, called In Their Shoes about take looking at people from God's perspective. And when we step in people's shoes, we get a chance to see. When we step in God's shoes, when we step in the shoes of Jesus to serve others, we get a chance to see God's heart for other people. Because we may not see it otherwise. When we take an opportunity to take a moment and stop by the side of the road and bless someone that is suffering from homelessness. When we take a moment to call a friend that is struggling with depression and, and they need someone just to listen to them. We take a moment to experience, uh, to see what God sees in them. To be there with them like God is with them. When we take a moment just to show a small act of kindness, we have opportunities to, to see what God wants to do in the world to just bring joy, His joy and His love into, into the lives of others. We have this chance. We have this opportunities. And there's so many opportunities. That's my challenge. My challenge to you this week is what can you do where you're at? I know a lot of us are, are, some of us are at home and we're stuck at home. Some of us are starting school soon. Some of us have already started school. You know, they're, they're, but yet, even if you're stuck at home, there are still opportunities to serve people. Like I said, text somebody, reach out to someone. You saw them post something and it worried you a little bit, but you didn't say anything. Reach out to them. What can you do? What can you do to serve somebody else today? What can you do to serve somebody else this week that doesn't get you any benefit, but instead gives you an opportunity to share God's love with others? So as I close out tonight, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God would give you, would open your eyes to opportunities. Open your heart to be able to, to be a little more, to be encouraged to do something. To be Because it, it takes, sometimes it takes encouragement. Sometimes we need God to push us into doing stuff. Sometimes we need, because it's real easy to, for someone to come up to you and ask you for something. Someone to come up and ask you for money. Someone to come up and ask you for prayer. And it's like, nah, I don't got the time. I don't have the effort. I don't have the energy. I don't want to make the effort. So we, we need God to push us. So I'm going to pray that God would give you opportunities. And I'm going to pray that God would give you encouragement to do that. And I would pray that you would get closer to God through these experiences. So if you would pray with me today. Father God, I thank you for everyone who is watching this stream tonight. I ask that you be with them in this moment. That you let them realize first what you have done for them. What you have done to serve them. That you have given your life for them, Jesus. That you took their sin and their their misfortune and their struggle and you took all the darkness in this world upon yourself and you took it to the grave and you came back to defeat it to show us your love you showed us what service is what it meant to give of oneself god i pray today that we would have opportunities to serve that you would give opportunities for 
For students that are going back to school, even school online, to serve someone, to serve their teacher, to serve their classmates. That you would give us opportunities to serve others when we go to the store, when we go out into to the park or to wherever we're at. That you would give us those opportunities, God. And second, that you would give us encouragement to do so. That you would put your Holy Spirit in us to remind us uh, to, to love others. That you would give us the boldness to be able to step out and do something for those in need. To serve those who need you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and will do in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.